On today's show, should we be worried about Luka Doncic's thigh injury? Slovenia gets taken down by Germany, and Canada moves on to play Slovenia in the next round. We'll talk about all that in this FIBA edition of Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavs. I believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, subscribe, follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below let us know in the comment section make your pick first round of the knockout round in in FIBA is going to be Slovenia versus Canada Luka Doncic versus Dwight Powell the headliners <laughs> let us know what your pick is in the comment section today's episode is brought to you by bird dogs go to birddogs.com slash NBA to enter promo code lockdown NBA for a free water bottle with purchase you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you if you want to support our show text us get text alerts from us message us ask us questions all kinds of stuff like that subscribe to our subtext click the link in the description or text the number in the description as well a lot of stuff from FIBA a lot of FIBA stuff today Luka Doncic and Slovenia get beaten by a lot from Germany what do we learn from that game what worries me from that game we'll talk about that Canada makes a comeback Dwight Powell big part of that comeback and they beat Spain. They move on now. And we're getting Slovenia versus Spain. So we got Australia versus Slovenia. That was Mavs versus Mavs. Now it's Mavs versus Mavs again in this first knockout round. And so we'll talk about that, how the bracket shook, shook out and everything like that. And then on top of all that, I watched Australia versus Georgia. And Dante Exum had a great game in that one. Josh Green made some impact in that. And so I'll give you some notes and some thoughts on those two guys as their FIBA run is now over for Australia. But I want to start here. Luka Doncic and Slovenia lose to Germany. They were up 25 to 11 after the first quarter. Luka at one point, Luka had 12 points at the end of the first quarter. He was was (laughs) outscoring Germany by himself, 12 to 11. And it just looked like another dominant Luka performance. Like, okay, here we go. He got doubled every game, every possession in the Australia game. And now against Germany, they're not doubling him. They're allowing switches. They're, you know, letting him do whatever, and he looks and he looks good. And he was just posting up. He was just posting up, posting up. He posted up Dennis Schroeder when he got the mismatch. That's a big mismatch for Luka. He was posting up Isaac Bonga, who, you know, used to be in the NBA, played for the Lakers, played for the Wizards, I think. And he's, you know, a, a bigger-sized wing, I guess. And he was just posting him up like it was nothing. And we saw this from Luka early on in this game. You're like, oh, man, if he can do this... He gets himself going and then everybody else around him, like eventually they're going to start doubling him and then we're going to get the same thing as Australia. And then beginning of the first quarter even, I think right at the beginning of the first quarter, when was it I, I noted it? About eight minutes, so two minutes into the game. So the lead really hadn't ballooned that much for Slovenia yet. Two minutes into the game, the announcer, Andrew 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 Hayes, uh, no, <laughs> Andrew Gaze, sorry, mentioned that Luca had been holding his left thigh. And this was something that we saw in the Australia game too, that this left thigh has been bothering him. And so I thought, well, you know, could be another Luca boo-boo. You know, he has these injuries that 
are kind of injuries, but kind of not. And then he just plays really great. And you're like, okay, well, was it just hurting him? Was it just bothering him? Or was it really an injury? And so I didn't really think a ton of it. And then in the second quarter, you just saw him wincing, just down the, every, down the court, wincing down the court. Coming out of halftime, you could just tell they had a full shot at him coming out of the locker room all the way, walking through the tunnel all the way to the court. And he was in pain the whole time, just like walking, kind of, you know, trying to do a little bit of a trot jog. You could tell he's just not in pain and he just wasn't playing the same way. And then through the third quarter, you know, he's, he's rubbing his thigh, walking out from halftime. He's, you know, dealing with it. People, you know, other people that had just logged on and just started watching the game in the third quarter because they saw that Slovenia was losing said, man, Luca can't even run. Like what's going on with Luca? And then you could just tell as the game went on, it, they weren't using Luca, and Luca wasn't playing the same way he played at the beginning. That fire, that intensity, that all right, the immediacy of I'm going to go and attack as soon as somebody's as soon as I see a mismatch, whether it's Schroeder or Isaac Banga, I'm going to go attack. That same drive wasn't there, and so you wonder how much of it was injuries. And we're going to give Germany credit too; they played really, really well, destroyed Slovenia in the last three quarters, and so we'll talk about what they did well and what Slovenia struggled with. But I think this thigh injury with Luca is something to watch out for. It's something that I am a little bit concerned about because there's a little history there. At the end of the la- at the, at the end of the Maverick season, March 9th, twenty twenty three, Luca left the game against New Orleans with a left thigh strain. They did an MRI, checked it, said it was all good, but they just called a left thigh strain. He missed five games. Remember, those are the five games where uh, you know Kyrie had to play a little bit. Or Kyrie, Kyrie was on the team already, and so those were games that Luca didn't play, but Kyrie did play. And so then, you know, he has that thigh injury. It's the same thigh that he's dealing with now. Now, Luca finished this game with 23 points, six boards, six assists. Any other player you'd look at that and go, oh, he's fine. But I think that there I think there's something with it. You could tell he's not running well. He stopped attacking. In the fourth quarter, I noted a play. Seven minutes, 20 seconds. Luca had Schroeder guarding him straight up because there was cross matches between, you know, defense and offense. Schroeder was face guarding him. Luca didn't have the ball and they he didn't call for it. He di- it just wasn't an aggressive Luca. And it wasn't just because Germany changed their defense and they did. They they did some other things. They they started pre-switching, meaning that they tried to anticipate what Luca was going to do. They tried to make sure that they didn't get any big mismatches, but at a certain point if Schroeder is guarding you to start the possession, wouldn't Luca normally, the Luca that we're used to and even the Luca of the first quarter of this game, take the ball and take him to the post or at least try to drive into him and drive into the body of Schroeder and then get position to to post up and then take the shot over him? Like we we just saw a different Luca than we're used to in the last 3 quarters of this game. It's one of the reasons why Slovenia lost. Not the only reason, but it's one of the reasons why Slovenia lost this game. And you could tell it was really, really bothering him. And I'm not going to pretend like I'm a doctor. I'm not Brian Suterer up here trying to tell you that I went to medical school, but I am concerned about it because it does seem to be continually coming back and aggregating. (laughs) It's not aggregating him. It's aggravating him. (laughs) Aggravating. And so I am a little bit nervous about it because it does seem to keep coming back up especially since it's the same thigh that, that he had to deal with back in, you know, back in March of this year to end the Mavericks season. And that's something that I am a little bit nervous about. It, it, it slows him down. And Luca, his, he's strong. He's big. His margin of error sometimes 
is smaller than we think that it really is. Because if he doesn't have his quick first step, then all of a sudden you take one tool out of his bag. You take one tool out of his bag, then he starts to jack up a bunch of threes. And we saw that in this one. How many threes did he end up? I think he took like 11. How many threes did he end up taking in this one? He just took a ton of threes, mostly because they were down. Yeah, he was two of 11 from three in this one. He just started throwing up threes. And if he hits them, you feel good about it. But also, if he doesn't have legs under him, his step back three is not going to be as effective. And so you take that out of Luka's bag and you know, put give any player some kind of injury. But a lower body injury like that, that's, that's, that's going to be tough. And so that's something that I'm watching going forward. It's not something where I'm going, they got to get him out of this. How many times have you heard somebody miss a season because of a thigh injury, right? Like, I, I don't think I'm that nervous to where, oh, this could get so bad. But we have seen guys deal with an injury and then overcompensate and then hurt something else. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm a, I'm a, I am a little bit nervous about this and am a little nervous about the uh, a little nervous about this injury and then him continuing to play. He's going to keep playing. They at least have one more game against Canada that we'll talk about here in a second. And so it's something to watch out for. It's something to, to maybe worry about, but he's going to keep playing. He kept playing in this game. He didn't go out. Like he played in, even into the fourth quarter. They played him his normal rotation up until they usually in the fourth quarter have been taking him out at the six minute mark. They play him at the start of the fourth quarter. They take him out at the six minute mark and then they put him back in around like the two or three that they had been doing that. So at some point in the fourth quarter, he gets a rest. And they just didn't put him back in because they were down by, what, 15 at that point? And so, yes, Luca thigh injury, something I am a little bit nervous about. We'll see what happens. He's going to keep playing. They are going to get a little bit of a, of, a, you know, of a break here. It looks like their game against um, Canada isn't until the 6th. So what is that? That's Wednesday. So they don't play until Wednesday. So they got two days off, which is good. They do have to travel from Japan to the Philippines. So there's a little travel there as well. But something to watch out for. Luca and his injury. But let's talk about Slovenia and Germany coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about bird dogs. Bird dogs are incredible. I, they sent us some new shorts and I put them on. They've got like this inner lining that is almost like a compression short. And it just, it makes your leg look better than it actually is, <laughs> which is what compression shorts do. But you get this in a pair of shorts. I put them on a little bit shorter than I normally like in a short, but I walk downstairs and my wife goes, whoa. And I was like, hey, <laughs> and she, and she said that she really likes them. Every time I wear them now, she says that she likes them and comments on them and, you know, makes you feel good about yourself. So get some bird dogs. Their shorts are absolutely incredible. They fit way better than regular shorts. They're made of a stiff, restrictive cotton. Uh, no, they're better than those shorts that are made of those restricting cotton because they're not restricting. They they sculpt. They have the, you know, the lining on the inside of them. You can wear them with underwear. You can wear them without underwear. Lockdown hosts, we... we Half of them I feel like wear them with and half of them wear them without. So you can decide. Go to birddogs.com slash lockdown. Enter the promo code lockdown for a checkout. It's lockdown NBA for the promo code. Enter at lockdown NBA at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lockdown NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you that. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, being in every day, where we appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out with us. We'll be back all this week, five days a week, talking. We'll do some Slovenia stuff. We'll absolutely talk about some Maverick stuff. We're, what, 33 days? 33 days away? 34? 32 days away now, I think, from preseason Mavericks games. So we'll have all kinds of Mavericks season preview stuff coming up. And all that. So stick with us. Subscribe to the channel. We're almost to 27,000 subs on YouTube, which is awesome. 
Slovenia versus Germany. Let's talk about that. Slovenia loses 71 to 100. This game really got out of hand really quickly. Like I said, Luka checked out when it was 78 to 63. So at the end of this game, Germany just started like racing up the score at the end. So it it wasn't this much of a blowout that this, the final score says, but it was a blowout. Germany definitely took control. You look in this one and uh, at the, <laughs> in the first quarter into the second quarter, Slovenia was, you know, was up 28 to 18. They had a 10-point lead going into the second quarter. They were dominating at that point. And then from the eight minute on in the second quarter through the basically the end of the third quarter, Germany outscores Slovenia 48 to 16. So what a complete turnaround from like a 10-point, 14-point lead for Slovenia to then Germany outscoring Slovenia by 30 <laughs> in that. Just a complete shift and change. And there were some interesting things in this game. And interesting dynamics for Germany specifically. And we'll talk about how that affects Slovenia and how it affects Luka here. But first quarter, Luka's dominating them. He's posting up Bonga. He's posting up Schroeder. You know, Dragic, Dragic hit a pull-up three. Uh, Luka posted up Isak Bonga on this play with four minutes left. He flops because he just couldn't do anything else. He flopped on, on the play. They didn't call it. Luka gets the, you know, the, the score. It's only a five-point lead at this point. And then Schroeder and Daniel Tice, both playing for Germany, go to the bench, and they just start arguing with each other. You can try to guess what they were saying going back and forth. They're, they're speaking English, but you could tell they were just going back and forth at each other on the, on the sidelines. There's clips all over the place of this. And then the German coach looks over at Schroeder and is like, sit down. Because Schroeder is still in the game at this point. And normally... If you've watched basketball, you, if you're playing in the game, you sit down on the bench. Everybody else stands around the huddle around, but the guys that are playing sit down on the bench. Schroeder was standing up. He was still in the game, but he was standing up. And the German coach for the whole time was like, sit down, sit down. And in FIBA, I love this, what they're, what they're doing. They show us the huddles. They show us what the, and you can hear what the coaches are saying. So we've heard, you know, the Australian coach cuss out Josh Giddy. We've heard, you know, different coaches say, hey, we've got to do this. And then they go out and completely do the opposite. And you can just, you can tell, I love that, this, uh, this whole dynamic. And so you can hear the German coach and he grabs Dennis Schroeder by the arm. It's like, sit down, sit down. He's trying to get him to sit down to try and talk to him. And it's taking like 20 to 30 seconds of this timeout for them to do this. And Schroeder looks at him, like whips over, looks at him and says, don't touch me like that. And he starts, and you know, he's get, now gets angry at the coach. So he's going at it with Tice. He's going at it with the coach. They basically waste the whole time out with this whole exchange of Schroeder not wanting to sit down, Schroeder going at it with Tice, and the German coach just wanting everybody to sit down and listen to him. And it wasn't happening. So you just look at this and you're like, man, this, this Germany team had been dominant and been really, really good this whole tournament. They haven't lost yet. And it's all of a sudden falling apart. It looked like it honestly reminded me of the Suns. In the, the playoffs where they were just getting dominated from the beginning and you had the, you know, the Aiton, he was upset with Monty Williams and that whole thing. It, it made me feel like a team was just falling apart, like a team that had no other reason to fall apart. All of a sudden, just on the seams, just started breaking. But it was the complete opposite of that game for Germany because they really came back. They, uh, they started to really get into their offense a little bit more. They realized that nobody can hang with Schroeder speed-wise on Slovenia. Slovenia doesn't have... Size or speed <laughs> on defense. They've got Prepolic, um, who's you know a little bit bigger. He's like a PJ Tucker, Bina Prepolic, who's like a PJ Tucker type. He's got you know big body. You can't really post him as much, and he's there for. You've got Nikolic, who's kind of like a he's like a, a you know a 
he's like a Landry Shamit to me, but a little bit better defensively. And so, like you have you have those guys that can play. You got you know seven foot Mike Toby at the rim. You got Lucas, you know, roaming around and really smart, but but big. And so you've got some answers, some answers on defense, not many. But if you can start to take advantage of like one thing and just start like pounding that one thing, it'll just work. And Dennis Schroeder started to do that. He started to just attack, get to the paint, find Daniel Tice for for uh, for lobs. They took 31 threes in this game, hit 15 of them. Germany did, and they just kept finding advantages. Daniel Tice finished with what? 23 points, 7 of 12 from the field. No, he was plus 23. He had 14 points. Dennis Schroeder had 24 points. Bonga had 12 points. They kicked out for 15 threes, like I said. They really just found that, and it was their offense that really just took over in this game. And it never really looked back, and Slovenia's offense just cratered. Because without Luka, without that huge advantage of, of Luka, nobody else really, really stepped up in this game. Clement Preplovich ended with 12 points. He was only three of seven from the field. Jakob Blazic missed this game again. Again, Vlako Chanchar, who plays for the Nuggets, was out. So their only other NBA player was out and has been out for this whole tournament. And you just really started running out of options. And a lot of the issues and, and things that we saw with Slovenia that we were worried about before the Australia game, and then they you know, like quenched all those issues in the Australia game, came back to bite them in this one. Their, their wings and their guard defenders are too small, too slow. You know, just not athletic enough. And then you rely too much on the three and honestly too much on Luca. You rely too much on Luca creating everything, being absolutely incredible. And when he wasn't able to be absolutely incredible in this game, you lose. Jeremy won the rebounding battle, 39-28, if you think rebounding matters. Schroeder finished with 24 points, 10 assists. He was really, really good. He was just... I mean, surgical, it felt, at some points in this game. 8 of 11 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3. He was a plus 29 in this game. When he was on the floor, Slovenia got outscored by 29. Just a, a really good game, a really well-played last three quarters by Germany, a bad three last three quarters played by Slovenia after a really good first quarter. And honestly, the first quarters in these FIBA matches don't matter at all. <laughs> We've seen teams be down in the first quarter, come back and win by double digits like this one. We've seen teams dominate in the first quarter and then come back and lose games. Like these first quarters don't matter at all. It's all kind of feel out and then teams adjust a little bit and then they go at it. That's what happened in Slovenia versus Germany. Let's talk about Canada and Spain. Dwight Powell in this one started, finished with six points, three rebounds, two blocks. He played 28 minutes, which is a, a lot in a game like this. And... Canada was down at certain points in this game. For a while in this game, it felt like they were down. It felt like they were going to lose this game. It really did. Canada's the much more talented team NBA-wise. They've got a bunch of NBA players. Their whole starting lineup is NBA players. They bring in Dort off the bench. They bring in uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker off the bench. They just got a bunch of NBA players. And Spain was taking advantage of them. And Willie Hernan Gomez was was amazing. They're, honestly, their front court just outplayed Canada. Willie Hernan Gomez had 25 points. Santi Aldama from the uh, Grizzlies had 20 points in this one. And their front court was just destroying Dwight Powell, Kelly Olenek. And what Canada decided to do at a certain point in this game is they decided to play smaller. They decided to play Dwight Powell at the five and everybody else was just wings. And they've done the opposite for the most part and play Kelly Olenek and Dwight Powell together. So I found that really, really interesting. And coming up, I want to talk about how Canada got this win, what's next for Canada, and Slovenia versus Canada 
coming up. So we'll talk about all that here in a second. My first shot, my first play. <laughs> all right, Isaac, let's get into Canada versus Spain. Touched on it to start here a little bit. But this Canada team is very interesting. You've got, you know, they, they decided to go small at a certain point and play just Dwight Powell at the five, play the rest of their guys. And so then you have, you know, pick and roll threat, but then you have a bunch of wings that can just do a bunch of different stuff. And that's what they decided to do in this one. And that really helped them because they were getting killed. Their, their bigs weren't creating an advantage. So they decided to create their own advantage. Third quarter, Canada got out to a 14 to four start. Spain finished on a 21 to nine stretch to end the third quarter. And so Canada was down by 12 to start. That was Spain's biggest lead. To start the fourth quarter, they're down by 12. Even with three minutes left, Canada was down by seven. And it just became the Dylan Brooks SGA show. Raise your hand if you thought I was going to say the Dylan Brooks show with SGA. I did not think that. But Canada has this weird roster now where you've got three of the most wild card scorers in the NBA, like in the entire NBA almost. Dylan Brooks has had bad offensive games. And then this game was amazing. 22 points, eight of 12 from the field, hit all three of his threes and all three of his free throws. RJ Barrett has had terrible games in FIBA. Finished this one with 16 points, played 31 minutes, shot six of 12 from the field, ended up fouling out on a weird play. But in this game was really good, but has had some really bad scoring plays. And then they have Lou Dort, who's also one of these wild card swing one way or the other scorers. He only had three points, one of five from the field. He played almost, you know, he played almost 28 minutes. So you've got these guys, these such wild cards. And with in any Canada game where they're playing a team that's good, now the teams that aren't good, they're going to destroy just by sheer, just by their sheer defense. Because all those guys can play defense. Dylan Brooks, RJ Barrett, Dort. Like you're not worried about those guys on defense. But on offense, those are the swing guys. SGA is always going to give you whatever he, you know, can give you. That's He gave you 30 points in this one. You're going to get some good Kelly Olenek games. You're going to get, you know, whatever you get from Dwight Powell. He knows his role, and he plays this, basically the same role he does for the Mavericks, except for they run less pick and roll. You just got these wild card guys, and the wild card guys came up in this one. Dylan Brooks, 22 points, like I said. He was plus 13 in this game. That was the highest of any player on the team, even SGA. SGA was only a plus one in this game, so the Dylan Brooks minutes were very good. It was a wild swing, and now Canada qualifies for the Olympics, so we'll see Dwight Powell, I guess probably, in the Olympics next year with this group. And they'll probably get Jamal Murray and maybe Andrew Wiggins back, which is a huge get for them. Imagine this team right now with SGA and Jamal Murray in the backcourt. Whoo! That's pretty good. That's pretty good. A good win by Canada to come back creates a lot of, that Canada and Slovenia are on completely different paths right now. Canada is, you know, a favorite in this. And then they got punched in the mouth by Spain. They came back and, and made a comeback. So they're feeling good about themselves. Slovenia was, you know, has been perceived as an, as an, as a, you know, a favorite, but they're actually an underdog in this because of their talent and, and all that. And so now they play Germany and get punched in the mouth by, by a lot. <laughs> and they didn't make a comeback at all in that one. And so now they face each other. That's the next That's the next round for Slovenia and for Canada in this first round of this knockout. They play against each other. That's going to be Wednesday, um, September 6th. And so we'll see what happens in that one. I'm fascinated to see a bunch of different things in this game. We may do 
some kind of preview on it, but we'll definitely have a post game right after it happens and see who gets eliminated and who's still on. But with Slovenia, it's all about Luca's injury and Luca's health. Does these two days off, does the travel, does it help or hurt him? We'll see after that. Slovenia does not, does not have the athletes to hang with Canada. And unless Canada does the same thing as Australia and just runs, like the, the, the individual scoring, scoring difference between Australia and Canada, think about Josh Giddy and SGA. That's literally the difference. Josh Giddy is on the Thunder with SGA. SGA is the scorer on the team. Josh Giddy is like a secondary piece. On Australia, he was the main guy. That's going to be the big difference right there. Can they do anything to slow down SGA, to stop him from getting buckets when they need it? And can Slovenia actually score in this candidate defense? Because it's very, very good. The rest of the bracket. So Canada and Slovenia are on one side of the bracket, and their other, you know, the other teams that are with them on that side, Lithuania, who beat the USA today. Huge win for Lithuania. Lithuania and Serbia. And so that's the one side of the bracket. The other side of the bracket has Germany against Latvia and Davos Bertans. And then USA plays Italy. So we're getting USA-Germany in the second round, which should be fun. If Germany beats Latvia, Latvia has been really, really good. <laughs> Latvia has beat a bunch of teams that you don't, didn't think that they would. They, they really know how to play. And so that one's going to be an interesting one on that side of the bracket. But Slovenia has to play Canada. If they can somehow get, pla- get past Canada, they play Lithuania or Serbia. And then you play the winner of probably USA Germany. So you at least avoid Germany and USA in, in your side of the bracket if you're Canada and Slovenia. I mean, if we're looking at Canada now too. But all eyes, at least for me, go to this next game. All right, I got a couple of thoughts on Australia. I watched Australia versus Georgia. This is a game that really didn't matter too much because they were already knocked out. But you just wanted to see a little bit more. This is the, this is a, basically the same Australia team we're going to see in the Olympics next year. And so I think they wanted one more game to try all these guys together. Uh, Exum was the one that stood out in this one. I thought Exum had a, a pretty good game. They needed him to score in this one, and he came out, he scored 18 points. I think he led them in scoring. It's taking a while for this box score to pop up. Uh, he had 18 points in this game. I thought it was a you know really well-played game by him. He hit a couple of threes. He was scoring, driving. Patty Mills had 19, so he was, was one off leading them in scoring. He was playing well, pushing, and the one thing that Dante Exum does that I think he can do in the NBA a little bit more, I think the Mavericks can take advantage of this, is have have Dante Exum drive into a post-up. He's 6'6", he's a big guard, he can handle well, doesn't turn it over that much. He had zero turnovers in this game, he had the ball a decent amount for 18 minutes. He can post up, and he's big enough, and he can pass well enough that he can find shooters, and he's going to be able to do that for the Mavericks. And kind of imitate what Luca can do in that sense. Luca does that. He posts up and he can find guys all over the place on the court. Exum can do the same thing. He did it a bunch of times in this game. He did it in the first in the first quarter. He posted up and had a great overhead pass to Giddy who was running down the court. He had another one in the second quarter. He he posted up, he missed, he got the off, you know, they got the offensive rebound and then he got the end one put back on his own miss. He had another one in the third quarter where he drove into a post shot, got a hook, smooth shot. He can, he can score over smaller defenders. And then he hit a couple of threes in this game. Hit three threes, three of five from three in this one. And that's the, that's the skill that we're all watching. Can he hit the three consistently? That's going to be huge for 
for the Mavericks and huge for, for Dante Exum in his career. Josh Green had a, no, a fine game in this one, played 21 minutes, started the game, six points. He had four assists, starting to see Josh Green actually get some, you know, some playmaking going. In transition, he had a really great pass to Giddy in the, you know, the middle of the fourth quarter. So decent, decent from Josh, from Josh Green. Played more than Matisse Thibel for keeping track. He played 21 minutes. Thibel only played 10 minutes. So for, for watching that matchup back and forth on the same team, Josh Green played more. I think if you, we'll probably do a, an episode where we break down everything we saw from these guys, but Josh Green played well on defense. Wasn't asked to do a whole lot on offense. Hit a three in this one, but he only took one. It was just a, a weird Australia team that had a lot of talent and just never really figured out how to really put it all together. So there you go. That's what happened in FIBA, Slovenia and Canada on Wednesday. We'll talk about that game for sure. We'll have a breakdown on that. There's a lot, lot more basketball games to be played throughout this. We'll cover it all to the end. And then we're almost 30 days away from Mavs preseason basketball. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.